Hello and welcome to Too Rash, Too Unadvised, the occasionally thoughtful read-through of Too Like the Lightning. This week, we're discussing the final chapter of the book. My name is Liam Nolan. Mine's Wairo Kariuki. And I'm with a murder complex. And I'm your resident utopian, Hereldor. If you'd like to ask any questions or support the show, you can find us on the internet at too rash too unadvised at gmail.com or too rash too unadvised at Patreon. I'm sure you can figure that out. And many thanks to our Lord and Savior, Wes. An eternal tyrant, who I'll, I will, of course, kill. So, uh, pretty uneventful chapter this week. <laughs> Not a whole lot happened. First thing just I want to say. Talking in a room. Yeah, and it, and it's an important thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you to say it. Is um fuck all of you. <laughs> I was completely right. <laughs> Jid Mason mind assaulted Mycroft into not being able to kill people. None of you can see the middle fingers I'm extending <laughs> in the general direction of every member of the audience right now. But I am in fact. Just Are you just swinging your arms around in a wide circle to make you get all of us? Oh yeah, I don't know geographically where our listeners live, but I'm covering it. Oh, the list, not even the, the, not even the recorders, the listeners. Martin believes that Liam is correct. Or at least that's what's implied. I trust Martin. Yeah, that's true. I'm taking credit. (laughs) Um, let me pull up my actual notes for this sheet. I am, I am likely going to be slightly more out of it than usual. We're recording this not on our, not on our normal day. So I have just gotten back from fencing, which always takes the good out of me. Um, oh, so we're just left with the evil. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, proportionality-wise, what are we looking at? Like 90% of a normal episode. Um, well, then, while you're doing that, I can at least summarize what happens in this episode. Well, I, I also uh, have to provide okay, my own excuses. Um, I'm in a new room, in a new country. Well, a new country. Return to another country. Um, and so audio may be different. Is audio if different? The is feeling litigious. Just do remember, it was not the hosts who did the extensive summaries of your book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, for no excuse. Also, we should acknowledge that this episode has two guests. Yes, it's a first. I trust almost all of our listeners to count. Uh, so what happened in chapter 33? Well... It's Martin Gilbert's last interlude. Yeah. The Utopians aren't dirty like the rest of us. Uh, I love him. Martin shows up at Commissioner General Papa's uh, office and pre- presents a bunch of evidence regarding the 710 list theft, asking Papa to come to an independent second opinion. Uh, yeah. I think he says like 12 times. It's, it's a so pretty great, great scene. Um, I love because him. Papa, in some sense, responds yeah. to each one of them as if it's a new conversation prompt. The very last one he realizes, actually, he won't say anything else until I finish this, so I better respond to this properly. The other element I love that we get in Papadelius's office is that he has a Mycroft canner <laughs> yeah. desk 
and a the rest of his job desk, and that's the <laughs> a single thirteen-year-old case still occupies this much of his life when he's been yeah. at this job for 70 years and is in his yeah. hundreds. So clearly he's quite good. He knows something isn't hanging together right with the salad and stuff. He just well, he doesn't know this salad, not put but he knows there's some is. wrinkle in the case. Yeah. Also the phrase, make sure nobody not nobody <laughs> comes in here unless the emperor is on fire. Uh... And also Martin then just takes leave of his own to lock the door. Uh, I'd like to just briefly register a prediction, which is that if the Emperor <laughs> ever dies in this series of books, he will catch on fire. <laughs> so if that's a thing that happens, which I don't necessarily think will happen, that's not my guess. What I'm saying is if he does, someone will light the Emperor literally on fire. I'm thinking of a hood. Uh, well, Caesars do what Caesars do. Clearly. So, yes, Martin comes to the police office with something. It's big and exciting news, and I quite like how it wraps up a bunch of things that happened in this book, including one that I totally discounted, which I regret in retrospect. Yes, so Papa so, comes to the conclusion, which is the same or approximately the same as Martin's, that... The Sinir Weeksbooth Bosch, you know, Occam, Cato, Sniper, etc., Fisbee, uh, have been using the global transit system, aka the mm -hmm. cars, as well as other methods to kill a bunch of people, a handful every year uh, for the past at least seven years, possibly longer, um, in order to prevent political and economic crises from getting worse in ways that would result in riots or chaos or one of the hives facing a major problem that they wouldn't be able to handle. Um, and moreover, Papa at least comes to the conclusion that the Bosch isn't just doing this of their own accord, but that they have at least the go-ahead of no, Ganymede uh, Papa says, and possibly more. Uh, that Ganymede look very worried when talking to Sniper. Does Papa actually mention Ganymede in yes. here? I think that is only implied by earlier conversations in the book. P wait, Papa wasn't there, was he? Did I just skim right over this part? Uh, Papa was not introduced until later, but I believe... Yeah, also true. Um... I, I think it's assumed that the Commissioner General can get access to logs of a public party. Also, Sniper is constantly well, yes. recording everything around them That's and live true. streaming yes. it. That conversation that happened back then, it turns out the secret they were worried about was not the one that I thought they were worried about. It was this murder secret. Murder! Which does make more sense well, now that I've been told about it. And speaking of... I'm deeply concerned that if I read this book again, I would see enough elements to put together that this was happening but in retrospect I, to be I still entirely fair hello murderer the amount you managed in retrospect several there's times a lot. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot like serious you've mentioned there being a murder conspiracy of some kind yeah you yeah. have gotten close specifically I requested specific chapters in which I predicted that you had a, a small probability of figuring it out Mm -hmm. That's true. I never. The thing I missed each time was to think the Sneer Weeks Boogs Bath, which was the one doing the murder, which is disappointing. Um, I don't think I even ever really considered it. And 
But the utopians aren't dirty like the rest of us. Well, that raises some questions about Liam's big theory, doesn't it? That the utopians are behind such and such. They're the only group not to either directly benefit or directly suffer from this murder conspiracy. Oh, I I still think there's a a second. I, um, I think there can be more than one conspiracy at a time. I'm still very suspicious of the utopians in terms of whether or not they're trying to do something to end the world, make a power play of some description. I just also think this is happening now. We can note that the utopian computers were used to uncover this. I'm not sure what I... Okay, I, I, I note that as well. It, I, I don't think it makes me change my mind about um, anything. Furthermore, we also get a note mm-hmm. that in this murder conspiracy, uh, humanists, Mitsubishi, and Europeans are never targeted. Neither are utopians, but there's a better reason for that than the others. Uh, and Jesus. additionally, the people who are targeted and killed are always unpromising slash losers uh, who would not be expected to contribute anything to society, but by dying will have some loose tangential effect that will I mean, benefit one of the people killed was a, um, and because the hives are so interconnected was a everybody former the editor of the Roman Oven too, which is a pretty funny person to call a loser. Also, like, a famous blackmailer that can be just referenced by name. I feel like... Did the blackmailer like die, or did they, um... I don't know that that was... Well, he didn't win. <laughs> they got him on tax evasion. Oh, okay. Uh, they said the yeah, medication... Yeah, so the like, business is clear, yada, yada. normative extent oh. to this. They consider... In order to, 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 to not be considered a loser, at least by Papa... You not only have to do things that affect the world in substantial ways, you have to affect the world in positive ways. Which makes sense. Papa is a police officer. It, it's mm-hmm. not just that. It's also you have to have the potential to affect the world. Like, you don't need to have done mm-hmm. it yet, but there's never anybody who's a researcher or, like, a big artist or anything like that. Only people who seem like they are never going to contribute to society seem to get the axe now do we think mycroft knows about the humanist murders (laughs) the characters aren't sure right and you guys all know shit we should have had someone on who also hasn't read the rest of the series for the last one um they're kind of hard to come by we have like a, a couple actually there are three or four well, people. I think it's my fault for not inviting them, but this is had the points. Well, it's their fault for not being here. It is. I didn't. Yeah. We. I'm not allowed to do I'm scheduling anymore because there were concerns that I would end up getting spoilers out of uh, it. Much laughter. Who knows me? Out of doing the scheduling. Um, but I have a, a Google Calendar now and a set out. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Ah, because knowing what guests might come on at which times might... Okay, that's that's cute. We've done a very careful job excluding me from any information about these books. And it has, it has taken a substantial amount of work. Um, now, when I read this at first, I no. genuinely thought that this wasn't 
a Sunir conspiracy, that this was just a Cato thing Cato was doing until, like, further into this than I probably should be willing Isn't to. Cato is a small Cato little bean, and I will not hear them suicide. slandered like this. Apparently every time Apparently that Cato has to... He, it's like he threatens or has like an episode every time. <laughs> Wait, no, going he to, threatens. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Isn't it half the time? No, I distinctly remember thinking so, it was weirder than Here's that. how it works. Half the murders are committed via cars. Half are committed mm-hmm. not via the cars. Cato has an episode before every one of them. But there's also just car accidents, and there's about yeah. uh, as many car accidents total as there are murders. So yeah. Cato has an episode... Half with... half of murders are car accidents, half of car accidents are murders. These are independent facts. Mm-hmm. So Cato has an episode half the time immediately before a car crash, and half the time immediately but... before mm-hmm. something else, but at least a decent portion of those something else's are also suicides, it should be noted. Right, okay. And this does obviously... I actually still think that my uh, political theory of Cato not being able to be utopian is totally reasonable and hangs together just fine. But it turns out to not be the true one, which is that he can't be utopian because he's a participant in, you know, politically motivated murders. Sorry, when you say that, what do you mean? So... Uh, say what? Tell me what part of the sentence you're so asking So you about. say that Cato cannot be a utopian because Cato is part of this murder conspiracy. Yeah. When you say that, do you mean that Cato could not become a utopian because he's busy with this or somehow prevented from leaving because of his part in this? Or do you mean that the utopians would not take him because he's a murderer? I mean that the utopians... Uh... I think he could actually probably lie to the Utopians, but I think he cares enough about their thing that he wouldn't. So I think that they would not take a murderer, yeah. Like, they have this whole thing about preventing death, and he's doing deaths regularly. So I think that he, if not literally by the bylaws, cannot be a Utopian, then at least through his actions has excluded himself from being the kind of person he wants to be. Do you think that... Because he has clearly important work to do, and he can't... Do you think that that supersedes the utopians don't reject anybody idea? I think uh, I think whether or not the utopian organization would accept him if he applied is secondary to the fact that he understands he will never live up to the ideals. Mm, so it's like a self-imposed, I can't be like them okay. because I'm dirty and they're not. I think it's vaguely plausible that they also wouldn't accept someone who does murders regularly. Um, oh, I just don't okay. think it's the point I'm trying to make with this mm. sentence. What What do you think would go down if Cato applied to be a utopian, step by step? Uh, I think they'd take him. You think they would take And then? Yeah, for sure. They, no one knows yet. And, and then what? Like, what do you think would go wrong? And then, and then I imagine he would um, probably attempt suicide. go and be sad. Because he knows he's never going to be able to really live up to the ideals of the Utopians, right? He knows things about himself the Utopians do not know about him. Um, So I don't think he could do it in the sense that, like, you could never uh, be Mm -hmm. a Christian if you knew for a fact there was no God. 
even if the church would, strictly speaking, accept you, and they didn't know that you had this privileged information. You could never really be a Christian, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. But I all I think it's plausible, given what I know of the Utopians, that if it came out he had been doing murder <laughs> to make the world better uh, regularly, and he's been a participant in, like, 80 murders. And, he, like, I think if Mycroft Canner applied to be a Utopian... I think it is plausible that the Utopians would get together and for the first time just say, well, no. Um, but no, he's peaceful now. Not you. Yeah, but only a very small group of people know that. Fair. So I think if, if it became public knowledge that Cato had done all the murder stuff, I think it's super reasonable to posit that the Utopians would just say no. But um, I, I don't think that is the thing that's stopping him from, from going in this case. Perhaps there are still... He's part of a conspiracy that makes it hard to leave your family when you know they're all murderers because they obviously need to make sure they keep him in line. But um, Do you think that they would yeah. murder Cato if they tried to leave? Um, I don't know. I don't think they'd have to. No, do Cato's they, job I think there is... are easier ways to get him to stay. Do they have anyone who can do Cato's job? What is Cato's job? Just hanging out at a museum all day? I could do that. No, I it mean... It was discussed in this chapter. Cato at least appeared to do enough research to figure out what the interaction was to kill one person and then try to destroy the research that showed how <laughs> that killing could be done in a way that nobody would detect. Leading to my favorite um, exchange, you just confessed to a crime. I know. I think they do, because they have Mycroft. Mycroft, who is, like, supernaturally good at playing with the uh, the numbers that Kohaku set up to make, like, uh, sociological predictions. Well, that'd be good like, for Mycroft replacing the is set not sets, only... But that's not what Kato's job is, seemingly. I know, I'm not, um, I don't think Mycroft was doing the thing the set sets hmm. did when he was at the censor's office. Okay, okay. I think that the thing he did at the censor's office, running the numbers or whatever, is basically what I, I get the sense Cato was doing. So, yeah. I would actually be pretty surprised if Mycroft isn't helping with this. Um, he's been there for so long, he's already kind of a murder dude. Like, if I was the Sneer Weeks Booth kids and I just killed my parents to make sure I could keep the world running, and I found out that there was some... Um, murderer who was also a sociological genius who could help with all of this i would uh, i would probably get him involved even if it meant well well no because they knew he didn't they didn't know about yeah, him i do want to inject that so, yeah. um to the characters in the chapter in whatever is happening with that stuff is similar to what set sets do when martin had to run some numbers about um how, how many political relevant deaths are there per cause he first asked the censor and then asked the deputy censor, and then asked Mycroft, and then uh, and then was told to go get a set set, a Cartesian, yeah. Now, what could Jed Mason have meant when he asked if Eureka was really a Cartesian set set? We have a better sense of what they do now. Is that the question that Jed asked? Let's go back and check. Because another thing I want to check in remember. that chapter. I don't remember the exact question he asked. It was a, it was a very interesting question. It's actually. a very interesting question. He asks if they're Pythagorean. 
anything on Pythagorean set sets? We have not gotten anything on Pythagorean set sets other than Jed Mason's comment on it. Okay, but didn't... Are you looking? Can you can you find the whole context? I think there was yeah, something that stuck out at me there. There was a reason he'd asked, Ooh, I found perhaps. It. Okay. Maybe I just so... don't know enough about this to draw. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Jed sa- uh, says to just you, tell me the two words in a row. essay you'll enjoy disagreeing with it. And then, so, then Jed says, do you draw strong meaning from the current patterns of your habitat as Brutus do from mines and geologists and geologists from stone? <laughs> and Eureka responds, heh, strong is an understatement. And then only Eureka remembered his next question precisely. Are both this home set sets Pythagorean? You mean Cartesian? Hero corrected. He did not, but would not contradict. This one's not really a secret. Um, and then I want to I want to draw attention to one part anyway. of the chapter, which I could not talk about at the time. Uh, but now can now talk about when Kato's trying to leave and Sniper catches them as they're trying to exit the house. Sniper says, Morning, Thisby. Morning, Eureka. Morning, murderer. Did you enjoy the party last night? Kato flips his shit in response to this question. And Kato flips his shit. Like person who commits mm. who attempts to commit suicide every time out of like soul crushing guilt for killing people and you're walking up to them knowing full well that that's what they do every time and saying morning murder didn't mention it and i didn't say Boy, i wonder what i thought that was about, about at the time i <laughs> when i first read it i thought it was some kind of weird dig at the frankenstein thing yeah that's that's what i'm mm-hmm. thinking i may have been connecting it to because that's the only reference i had for Kato at the time there there are so many lines where you're just like wow this seems really stilted and it it seems like an oblique reference to something but not quite and then you mm-hmm. look back at it after reading the book and yeah. you're like no they are very explicitly saying that they kill people for a living i mean there's that whole so initial... much of this book just is full of oblique lines that appear to be references to things you don't understand, though. Like, it, that's 100% of this text. It's not 100%. There's also all the explanations of the things you don't understand. That's what we've got Mycroft but for. there's no way to know what's what. It is a very difficult read um, in terms of figuring out what is something you're not supposed mm-hmm. to know yet and what is just them telling you literally what's happening. Like with the the Dominic and um, Julia thing, where I spent an entire chapter thinking, this is a metaphor. I mean, it is a metaphor, it's just also sex. <laughs> like, yeah, well. there's, there's stuff sex going on. Sex is a metaphor for sex. No, it's a metaphor... Okay, I'll get into that later. That's another topic. Anyway, uh, in this chapter, we also get Martin and Papa speculating that the this 710 list... 710 list theft was perfectly orchestrated in order to expose this conspiracy 
because it ties together the Black Sakura and Sugiyama to the Sinir Weeks booth Bosch, which brings in the suicide and the car crash. So we have we've had motive for a while for the 710 list, but now we have more motive and notably the theft also connects to mycroft canner and our characters speculate on the vague possibility that maybe mycroft canner is somehow connected not to these murders at present but that what occurred to him as a child was connected to these murders i still think mycroft probably Mm -hmm. took the 710 list on jed's it's a little out of character for what we know about Jed, right? Because it would suppose that he had figured this out enough to put the conspiracy in the limelight and hadn't just told everyone about it. But I also think I don't know enough about Jed Mason to say that that isn't the kind of thing he might do. And no one has actually asked him if he's related to it. We are told that Jed appears to abhor death to the extent that this sort of conspiracy would never fly by that is told to us by Martin in this chapter. As like, that's yes. the only thing I can know for certain is that J.E.D.D. Mason is not involved. Well, I'm not positing that he's involved Correct. in the conspiracy. I'm positing he's the reason. The con- well, he is the reason the conspiracy came undone insofar as in the most he's the one oblique way Martin, possible. But yes. Hey, something's up with that Cato guy. You should go totally figure like, out what's up with that. Hey, no. So oblique, so oblique yeah. that I just don't think that saying he told Martin to go do something is what happened, right? What happened was um Dominic was watching not even Martin a Dominic saw the question and was also watching at another point nearby. in time earlier when the when Jed visited the Weeksbooth bash and Martin joined them together and said hey that's interesting Martin here's something interesting Jed is doing and then disconnected the call and Martin's left with only that fact and did pursue that fact. I find your characterization of Dominic's actions of, hey, here's something interesting that, <laughs> Je- that Jehovah was doing as the funniest thing in the goddamn universe. That is, that's one Dominic, of the things he's just a Dominic guy who does finds in the story. interesting stuff and then tells other people, hey, this thing is interesting. Along with have sex with the oh, Pope. Did they hmm? make? Did they make Cato kill Esmeralda? I think they must have. Uh, I think they must have made Cato kill Esmeralda. They do state that the autopsy of Esmeralda Revere is pretty definitive that it was suicide. So if Cato did that, well, yeah, but the bunch of these have been suicide. It would have to be, you know, looking exactly like a suicide. Or he, you know, did something to convince her to do a suicide. I'm not, I'm not making any claims about the methods. I don't think the fact that Esmeralda, strictly speaking, killed herself even comes close to ruling out that this was one of their hits. Um, but it would... Oh, and his weird stuff about senseiers kind of plays a little bit more sensical then, too. Because if he starts talking about mm-hmm. secrets... Oh, and he had two meetings with Esmeralda. Did he let something slip to Esmeralda in a meeting and then have to be sent back to kill his sensei? That'd be rough. Poor Kato. On Poor top Kato of that... is the theme. <laughs> On top of that. Um, 
it's not just Esmeralda who appears to have killed himself, also Sugiyama's grandkid's fiancé, uh, was definitely saying a bunch of suicidal things right before crashing their car. Oh, so yeah, I just think that's... What do you mean by that doesn't appear to be all of them? But that doesn't appear to be all of them. Does it not? Isn't it a car crash? There are also just oh, yeah. all the other ways that people die that are not people committing suicide. Like, even the cars, the crash, are not all people saying, hey, I'm gonna kill myself, woohoo, driving to a building. We do get a very interesting tidbit during this exchange that suicide is now the most common cause of death. Yes, it's such an offhand little reference, but it implies a lot about this world and how much it must be excluding some set of causes of death, right? Because if it's just the most. No, I, I think I think it is including heart disease explicitly is no longer the most common cause of death. But it feels like people, we don't have people who are 400 running around. Yeah, but like... Papa's so, like a hundred that, that almost sounds something. like very sad to me. That yeah, like, but he's super old. Um, I don't know, people... Unless like the discluding old age as a, as a cause, I don't know how you would even do that in a well-founded manner. Um, but... All these people get older and older, and they get so old, and they just feel like, you know, it's better off if I die, and they kill themselves. And that's the way most people go. You eventually get so old and so sad that you die. I mean, the reason in our... The the reason in our modern world that heart disease is the biggest killer is because that is what old age is. Most times, when old age kills you, it's through heart disease. Yep. And so... In this world, it's possible that when old age kills you, it's because you're just kind of done. Alternatively, when they say most common cause of death, we're not getting an indication of what the other ones are, so perhaps they break heart disease down into like <laughs> 50 different kinds of heart disease that are so specific that... So if you just refuse to do cardio, that, do they cut That seems to be willful suicide? ignorance. Well, I don't think it even has to be both. Yeah, you didn't eat right? very well a lot for of the times, last 40 like, years. If you look at old, that record, you see something like, they died of old age. But like now we can specifically say what people died of. And it's like a variety of reasons why people die. When they die of old age. But why, like why would they split heart disease. heart disease into 50 categories and not... Each one suicide needs a different approach via to pills, Suicide via jumping off of a bridge. Suicide via armed weapon. Well, if you've got all these different causes of heart disease, they might have different ways to treat them. Like, this one requires you take aspirin. This one requires you to get a stint. This one requires etc. etc. So, if it's it's like I'm I'm analogizing to cancer. Um, if you've got breast mm. cancer or liver cancer or pancreatic cancer, we can call all of those cancer, or we can try and define them by where they're located, or define them by the properties that the tumors have or whether it's metastatic or any of these other things. And that could affect the way that you're looking at the information. Like when people say, Oh, cancer is the leading cause of death. I go, cancer is not one disease. It's a hundred thousand. And they're all really annoying. Uh, Full disclosure. I used to be a cancer biologist. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite stories about why cancer biology is extremely difficult is that I once worked in a lab that uh, was demonstrating how pregnancy prevented breast cancer. And then that lab ran out of funding and I switched to another lab hmm. that was proving how pregnancy causes breast cancer. <laughs> and they were both completely correct. It's really, really annoying. That, that does. Hmm. That seems like um, science is hard. It's really, really hard, you guys. Anyway. When did he ask Mycroft to look over this data? Uh, it's not, it doesn't happen on screen. When did Mycroft have the time to refuse? Haven't we been with Mycroft for the past three days? Yeah. Pretty much. So every character in his life. Uh, I mean, he's constantly flying in cars. You know, alone. There are also several oblique references to something buzzed on my tracker and I ignored it. Or he's uh, doing a very one of various menial tasks that doesn't involve, wouldn't prevent him from saying, hey, I'm busy, have someone else do this. Like, there are a couple times when he's like, and then I hung out with Bridger for an afternoon and we can just kind of assume, you know, at some point someone gave him a phone call. Hmm. Let me pull my notes back up. I've been skimming the actual text of the chapter to see if there are callbacks to anything in specific that I feel like I missed. Um, if you want to talk about callbacks that reference <laughs> what's been going on, I'm sure all of us have plenty that we can throw at you. <laughs> all right, let's, let's do that. But let, let me get through the rest of my notes sheet here first, and then you can just make me sad for a while. Um... Oh, one of our listeners, by the way, has not been Tom paying close enough attention to what chapters have been read. I was having a conversation on the Discord the other day, and they suggested that it was weird how the there were all these car crashes that the uh, Sunir Weeks booth bash had been, like, you know, tied into causing. And I was like, what oh, are you talking about? about? Uh, That's not a thing uh, that happened. Uh, and then I read this chapter yeah, okay. an hour later. I went, oh. You idiot. I'm pretty sure they pretty sure they haven't yeah, read they were just reviewing every mysterious death. And then it's like, well, and... let's wrap this up. Let's try to solve the mystery. And they started listing yeah. all the mysterious deaths. Then <laughs> a lot of them were car crashes. It's like, dude, wait a week. <laughs> I was not I'm not accusing them of having done a bad job listing all the mysterious deaths. At one point they said something about how there was a bunch of evidence that the um that the deaths were because of the Sneer Weeks booth people. And I don't, uh, I haven't caught up, I hadn't caught on to that yet. Maybe they just put the evidence together better than I did. I mean, they Once did again, have their uh, sensei mysteriously commit suicide right before the story began. Once again, I ascribed serious possibility to you figuring this out six chapters ago. Damn. It's mostly the Cato ch interview chapter that has, like, a bunch of evidence that throws it this Yeah. Way. It's almost like everyone knows that Cato is the weak link. Cato. And talking to him for too long will expose the mystery which is why it's, they... it's really hard rereading that chapter to believe that it's possible to read this chapter and not know about the conspiracy yeah no you you, you did better than well, i did in my defense i did i did think there was a conspiracy 
You already knew there was a conspiracy. You saw every world leader fucking in a weird house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew there was a second conspiracy, much like the one there turned out to actually be. I just thought Kato was a weirdo, though. So, a lot of what Kato did, I just thought he was an anxiety-ridden lunatic. I don't think um, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Martin does say everyone in that house is certifiably insane. As medical fact. Yeah. So, oh, there's an interview after people have been weird about Masons, with Kato with a Mason. And Kato's kind of weird and evasive, and we find out he really wants to be utopian. Like, yeah, sure, okay. All of that was too easy for me to just accept. My last thought before we get into why I'm an idiot. I don't think the Emperor can kill people anymore. Ooh. I think Jed Mason did the thing he did to Mycroft to the Emperor. And that's why, despite having the power, he <laughs> cannot kill. So, like I suggested earlier that Mycroft had been like a gift to Jed Mason, I think Jed stepped in before Mycroft's execution could be ordered, stopped the Emperor from being able to do it, and that's why the Emperor is like super mad at Mycroft all the time, hates him, can't be in the same room with him, has the ability to call the execution, and doesn't anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be... That's going to be where I land on the Emperor and Mycroft. So Jed so, saved his life. Yes. Um, and has uh, taken away the power of the Emperor secretly. So no one knows that he has, in fact, lost his right to do murders. Um, the Sort of the force of authority is still there, but I think he, too, has, has lost that. Uh, uh, just to be very clear, the Emperor's power is to execute someone. Hmm. It is very yeah. explicitly execution, not murder. Well, I'm, I'm being vague in in the interest of tying together the two things I'm trying sure. to tie together, but I respect that you are making the correction, and I think you are right to do yes. so. It's because Mason That's is Liam the saying only sorry, one. Everyone. Mason is the only one capable of executing someone because black laws can kill each other whenever they fucking want. But like specifically, the Masonic lethal duels, the Masonic entity, whatever so people it is, can kill each other. Okay. State, um, Masonic Empire. The Masonic Empire. Well, that's trying. Can you even do an empire without geography? <laughs> All right, I sure. <laughs> they um, have okay. an emperor. That's most of it. So did San Francisco. And so, I'm sure you guys have spent the last twenty weeks getting more and more annoyed at how I missed all the obvious signs. Talk to me about like what. Where were the what were the worst moments in this book that just went right over my head? So I read the books relatively recently, so I remember a lot of the moments that I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about." Um, High murderer is a big one. When Martin first shows up at the house and Mycroft talks about mm -hmm. how Occam Sinir is the only person allowed to kill people, and that that's really weird in this world. I was like, oh, he must do security for this really important place. Which is what it means, but not all that it means. Oh, are you... Hmm. So you're saying... He has a license I'm not to sure, kill. I'm not sure I'll give you that one. I think that's just a legal thing that's true about Occam. I mean, it sure would be convenient if this whole thing was legal. Would it? <laughs> that sounds like an excellent question. Uh, yeah, we'll... Well, we have a a bonus episode planned that we're going to get to to discuss. Maybe that'll be 
one of the questions we ask. Um, okay, sure. And I don't love that as a as a tip-off, but sure. There's also many, 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 many oblique references to various members of the household being capable of murder, being dangerous, having a yep. threatening aura. Is be walking There's like a predator. Try to find it. One second. I think there's something somewhere of being like yes Mycroft knows a killer when he sees one or something uh, and Occam Sinir smells of murder already because uh, uh, Dominic oh, man. yeah Dominic can smell murder and knows that Occam Sinir is so covered in the stench of murder that he can't tell if anyone else is and the answer is yes they're all covered oh. in the stench of murder or at least that's what we're told this yeah. chapter that actually does explain why Dominic was suddenly so interested in the Sunir Weeks booth bash, even before he discovered Bridger. Hmm. Because he can smell crime, of course. <laughs> oh, all you right. You have now read... I'll make up an answer. All of Two Like the Lightning by Ada Palmer. Mm-hmm. Do you think this book tells a satisfying and complete story? <laughs> <laughs> No, of course not. What are you even talking about? But did you like it? Oh, no, I, I did oh. like it. I didn't like it for the first, I'm going to say, 10 chapters. Because um, starting this and starting it as slowly as I did, I spent a super long time every week having to come on a podcast and say like, hey, here's a book report. They said the following things. I, I guess they're true, and, I think and there was very little that I feel like I could really grab onto. But once I got enough, yeah, yeah once I, I got a sense of what was going on, like it's it's a fun. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I don't regret it. Especially, but I remember in chapter six, you said you would read more, certainly because of the the ethics discussion. Mm-hmm. That was the bring back pointer talk. Yeah, that um, really sold me. It was. It, it's later than you think. You really oh, got into there's another episode. Martin Kalal section, which is before that. Oh. No, I think chapter six sounds too early. So, you read this book, you enjoyed it. You don't find What do you the think conclusion. it's about? That's my that's my issue. This book isn't a book. This book is half a book. This book makes a bunch of promises and then at the end delivers you a really good hook do to you... keep reading and then it's over. So no. Um I read the book. I enjoyed the book. Do I don't accept... think this book should have been published as its own as a as a book. It should have been published as the first half Do you accept of, a, of a much better apology? book. Well, in in world, it is the first half of a book. No, what no. did he apologize for? His form? Yeah. Like, way uh, back at for the start? stopping the book here. <laughs> no. Fuck off, Mycroft. <laughs> Just get to your point. Uh, in world, it is accepted that this is only half of the history. Yeah, but I'm not... I'm not a character in the the canon of Terra Ignata, right? 
So are you? As far as you know. I can't. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what do you think, I'm, reader? I'm real confident. <laughs> um, the reader, I, I think, makes sense to kind of conceptualize as a distinct person from me, the actual literal reader of the book. Because sure. the reader has lines, and there are things I would not have said. You wouldn't so have asked about the strap I, I think... <laughs> probably not. Um, I would have asked a bunch of other questions, like, are you going with anywhere with this, Mycroft? Or... The reader does do that a few sure times. this is... <laughs> and those times I agree with the reader. <clears throat> um, so in 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 universe, I think it is very possible that this and this the rest of it are a good single compelling story. I think this book in a vacuum is honestly like I wouldn't even go so far as to say it's a story. It's it's almost more like just an interesting picture of a world with a bunch of plot hooks that we never get a lot of resolution on. The closest thing we get is the last thing that happens. And it ties together a lot of these sort of threads that have been out there just existing, but it doesn't even tie them together into a resolution. It ties them together into, and now something interesting might happen. And, it, and then the book And it ends. also doesn't even answer so that, that is my... the big mystery that the plot got kicked off on, which is who stole the 710 list. All we found out is the probable motive at the very end. Yeah. Possible motive. Let's let's not be too generous. Okay. It might have been something that could have been related <laughs> to maybe what happened. <laughs> Come on. We have That's reasonable have suspicion of a possible crime that could be related to the crime that the book is explicitly supposed to be based off of. Exactly. When I write my strongly worded letter to the author, right after... What do my notes have? I have a couple of questions. One is, are there cows? Um, I, I mean, I, it's I in can my notes page. that. I don't know where the rest of them are. But right, the, the very last one is going to be, why didn't you just finish writing a book instead of writing half a book and then releasing it? Uh, I think that's the biggest complaint I have comfortably. Especially now that I've gotten to the end and Mycroft has started being an active character who I enjoy reading. Uh, Is it still the plan to have Ada on this podcast? Uh, so, Liam, if you had to wait a year before starting the second book, what would you think of that? Ooh. I probably never would. That's valid. Um, yeah, because I know what happens when I drop a story for more than... I will get back to stuff if I get back to it within about two and a half weeks. And if I go two and a half weeks without returning to a piece of media, I tend to never do it. Because I feel like I need to start from the beginning. Well, before we explore that question too much further, I would like to bring up some more points in the chapter. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Martin says a few very, very fun things, and I continue to love him for it including explicitly admitting that his mandate is not to investigate crimes, but to smooth over minor transgressions so that people ignore things and don't see crimes that could cause political problems. Martin's a fixer. Uh, which is understandable, but also I love him for it. Yeah, Martin's a fixer. Mar Martin is the emperor's fixer. Or uh, Jed's fixer. Martin's or a polylaw as well, which is uh, Martin and the rest of his team is pretty much only called in when 
multiple hives business. Yeah, because the fixer in the US in generally have to deal with like one law or two countries' laws that's... at most, even in general. But imagine having to deal with some, having to fix a problem, like a normal celebrity problem, that involves like five countries. <laughs> I think that's how Martin was introduced way back at the start of the book, though, was it not? He's described as a polylaw. Yeah, no, but that's, don't they say that he's called um, in to help smooth over situations. relations between hives? Yeah. yeah. It's less explicit. They say that he's here to, to help, like... It, it sounds more like they're saying, mm -hmm. oh, well, he keeps the peace between the hives while investigating crimes. Here it's explicitly saying he, pieces the, he keeps the peace between yeah. hives by brushing over crimes well i think that necessitates a lot of investigating mm -hmm. yeah it's the Especially second when part everyone's that's lying to him constantly he's also like lying he to people over. not only is he lying to people he's committing Someone crimes must commit, like, a lot of crimes. to committing oh, crimes he maybe he can scribe. sure and i love hmm? him yeah martin is pretty great martin is pretty great Martin is pretty great. I wish we had more of He's him. He's half a Javert! I would trade, I don't know, probably three early Mycroft chapters for three more Martin chapters. Comfortably. Another thing is, um, there is, so this entire chapter exists because Martin mm -hmm. keeps painstaking records of literally everything. And, it, like, is, is neurotic to a degree that even I find strange. And yet... He censors himself and replaces a remark that he said with another remark two months later, if you look at the dates, because they are dated. A commentary. Would you call that censorship, or would you call that... Yeah. Because he says he hasn't... It's just... I didn't think that he had actually changed anything. Uh, there is a section that is referred to as addendum. Addendum? And he yeah. mentions yes. that... He gave another answer here, and he has removed his actual answer. And replaces answer, it with war. Which he considers a more correct answer for some reason. Yes. I thought that what he was saying in that addendum, which I have on, I'm looking at it right now, I thought what that was telling me was not that he had edited himself. He was letting us know that he felt compelled to edit himself because he realized how little he knew. And that he was telling us what he would have wanted to change, not that he had actually done it. I gave he a different says, answer then, a which different I pass answer over then. here. Which I pass over as here. useless, right. reasonable, Mycroft might say rose-tinted I really wish I knew what he had said then. But yeah, what do you for think someone of his... who keeps such painstaking well, records, it's interesting it's also because Pompadour's response to whatever his answer with, you thought hard, didn't you, before bringing this to me. So whatever, whatever yeah. Gilberta says... It's pretty bad. Okay. Nurturism and the Mitsubishi land grab are the most volatile issues in our world right now, and a good third of these hits seem to have been designed to calm those down. If they hadn't, I wonder what those set sets see in their numbers. What would have happened? And then you thought hard before you brought it to me. So what's the, what's the rose tinted version of that? Mm, that um, is, maybe um, that's I don't what know. economic depression, Mycroft, and the center discuss collapse, and this economic depression is the result recession. Yeah, with Kohaku's yeah. numbers. I mean, an economic yeah. recession, not a depression. Is there like a technical difference between the two? Hmm. That's yeah. 
yes, like depression is, I believe, four quarters of continuous oh, okay. negative growth, while uh, recession is two quarters of continuous negative growth. And then also just to make sure it doesn't get Fun. brushed over, I was also bringing up that the addendum is dated to two months after this conversation occurs. So presumably this... Right. So this was... Sorry. Continue. So presumably this book is published sometime after that second date in universe. And we know that he knows a substantial amount more. Within two months, he learns a significant amount about what's been going on. Which begs the question of what happened in those two months. Well, um, we know there were at least seven surrenders. At least. Yes. Uh, There's a Twitter that I should not be referencing here. <laughs> there, uh, yes, if you're unaware, if you have read this already, there is now a drill parody account just for two like the lightning and its subs and the sequel references it's incredibly good That's all right uh even its name is a spoiler for liam and therefore we will stop talking about yeah. it but if you have read it already go mm -hmm. check it out it is good you'll have to i don't know put the, the name of it in the uh in the terror ignatis the... server Oh, we are. We've been discussing that extensively. Yeah, the, the, oh, the yes. server knows. It, it, it already it has. has sense. People have been talking about it. I still have a very little sense of what things must be like over but there. But yes, at least seven um, surrenders. And speaking of the number seven, the very last line of the book. Yes. That you don't, you don't have to do whatever Jed did to Mycroft to ten billion people, but only seven. And seven which seven do you think that is? Uh, everyone but the Emperor. Who's everyone? Who is everyone? Who, who are you listing? The Hive leaders. There which are ones? only six hives that have leaders. There's not eight hives? There are seven hives seven in the hive hives. Oh man, I've been... I've been counting that wrong seven this hives, whole book. Seven hives, three laws. <laughs> okay, um... So... Then, yeah, obviously the leaders of the Hives. Um, but that still leaves one left over, even if you include Caesar. Kaisal. I don't include Caesar, so that leaves two left over. One of them is going to be Madame. And then who else? Who else do I know? Uh, so you might want to remember several, that exactly this a, a, a list of lists. A list of seven names and ten names. Yeah. Or seven, seven, and of, of, seven and three. Seven and three for a total of ten. The newspapers. Um, well, uh, yeah, but there's a the seven, a seven, ten list. list. The seven, seven, list seven initial names, names and ten total Should names. Should I go pull up the so seven ten have a, a most important seven. And every newspaper has the same seven in a different order, which is the six hive leaders plus another figure who is also consistent across all of the newspapers. Which hive did you think they led? I forgot they weren't a hive leader. <laughs> okay. I guess the, that explains the eight, the eights of hives then. 4chan um, has a hive! <laughs> yeah. Also, I should uh, mention that, like, Briar is, like, yeah. barely a leader. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. The committee head of, like, the, the chairwoman of a... Co- She's a chairwoman. Yeah, like, that's that's the best way to parse it, She's I think. She's sort her, like, of the executive branch. She's, like, the chair chairperson of a committee which interprets um, a, a suggestion box. Um, it's an important position, but I don't know if it's the same, necessarily gives the same technical powers as we'd expect of a of a leader. I thought the cousin even though it may have the same internal prestige. system was separate from that. No, the people doing the suggestion box are a separate group. No, she, that's the feedback. She's the, the, there, there's a special uh, branch of the that. feedback bureau. I thought it's talked about a few times. No, she's the chair of the whole cousins. Yeah, it's a separate, yeah. separate thing to be a Because the, the feedback bureau head is but on some of those seven templates. That's uh, Lorelai Cookie Cook. No, that's not her job. She's not there. Isn't that? At the CFB? Yeah. No, oh. Darcy Sock is Darcy the Sock, my apologies. I get them mixed up all the time. My apologies. I, I do have the lists pulled up if anyone wants to review them. Uh, tell, the me, uh, tell have... me what they are, yeah. Like, uh... okay. Well, there are a lot of them. <laughs> um, question. We are yeah, already I, an hour this in. This is the part have... where Harrell reads lists. The interlude okay. in which? The Romanov, Cornell Mason, Briar Kasala, The Anonymous, Casimir Perry, Ganymede, Otaka Mitsubishi, Felix Faust, and then Vivian Ancelet, Hugo Sputnik, Baziali Silier Cook, and then we have the Audit Nova, Imperator, Anonymous, Procurator Kasala, Dictator Mitsubishi.